Test, 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 one, two. Can you hear me? One, two. Hello, Confessionista, and welcome back to Salon Confessions Podcast, the podcast that takes place in my friend Jen's nail studio while she's giving a manicure. I'm Harper, and Jen and I have been friends for a long time, but that friendship intensified when I started getting manicures from her. Our conversations were always fun, deep, and insightful, a little bit like therapy, and filled with confessions, hence why we call it the confessional, and we wanted to bring you in to share in our nail salon therapy sessions. In today's episode, we are revisiting one of our favorites, our episode on aging. I never understood why aging took up so much of my parents' and grandparents' conversational energy, but I think I'm starting to. It is wild how quickly and drastically things in our physical self can change, and the steps we need to take to navigate, negotiate, and normalize as best we can. From bifocals to clevins, aka the elevens wrinkles that start showing up on our cleavage, to hormone issues galore and mystery pain, aging is an adventure that we welcome, but one that brings its own new set of challenges. We are resharing this episode because it leans into some new upcoming episodes we're going to be sharing, and I wanted to make sure you were all caught up and refreshed on our topics from this discussion. So now, we hope you enjoy this episode we call Aging Gracefully, Painfully, Woefully, Wisely. Welcome back to Salon Confessions. This is Harper. I'm in the studio with Jen. We call this the confessional because it looks a little uh, Catholic in here. <laughs> no, 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 no. It does not look Catholic in here. We simply have a curtain that a makes curtain it. And a beautiful altar of nail polish. There you go. Yes. <laughs> altar of nail polish. That's good. That's good. Um, it looks actually very beachy in here. Mm-hmm. It's very relaxing. It is definitely a confessional. Actually, in the last couple weeks, I've had people like, okay, whatever happens in this room stays in this room, right? I'm like, yep, we don't call it the confessional for nothing, which these people have no idea that I have this podcast or that we call it the confessional. And they're like, what? I'm like, oh yeah, my friend nicknamed it the confessional. And they're like, oh, okay. So I should just put that on the outside of the door. I mean, really, really. Because it's happening more and more. I know. Not in a bad way. Yeah, because you can close the door and draw the curtain and Mm -hmm. like bear your dirty laundry. Pretty much. Hopefully just the laundry, not anything else. (laughs) I don't know what else you do in here. (laughs) Nothing of the sort. No, nothing of the sort. So we're back and we both felt like our energy was around what the hell aging. (laughs) (laughs) I I never, I never imagined that. And I will tie in my confession. Okay, perfect. I was out and about with my husband, two of our adult children. My hips were aching so bad, which I've had this hip thing now for what, maybe a year and a half, two years. Mm -hmm. And they start aching. And I'm like, could you guys push me in a wheelchair? They all hesitated. My daughter's like, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe we could take turns. My husband pretty much flatly said no. And my stepson suggested I get a motorized scooter. Wow. Yeah. Feeling the love. Just feeling leaving the love. you to rot on the side of the road. Now, mind you, it was a very crowded environment. Any sort of wheelchair, motorized or not, would be horrible. Right. Because you wouldn't be able to navigate and make right. your way around and whatever. Um, I would 
probably respond the same way if they asked me to push them in a wheelchair. So no, no you wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I would do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> yes. No hard feelings, but I have this horrible hip pain. I have been to physical therapy. They, you know, like all the things and it's much better. I mean, there was one point when I was barely moving. Like yeah. I looked like I couldn't get out of bed. I could barely walk. So we're, we're much improved from that, but it still flares up. I would still like to know what the fuck it is. Right. And nobody can tell me. And I, you know, the ads that pop up on um, Facebook and yep. Instagram, the one I keep seeing now is about menopause and joint pain. And I'm like, is that, is that what we got going on here? Cause I, I can't, I, I, I appreciate that menopause is such a devil to us. But also, like, is it really the only answer that anybody can ever come up with for a woman I, between the ages of 45 and 60? Thank you, because I don't think that's it. No. But here's my next question. Where would I be at if I did not exercise regularly, see a chiropractor, and get massages? Like, I'm pretty sure I'd be curled up in a ball in the fetal position, probably in a hospital bed, because I if I have this many aches and pains and I'm this active... Where would I be at if I was doing nothing? Because mm-hmm. you can't tell me it'd be worse. Because you know the w- best thing you can do yep. when your aches and pains and suffering is to move, mm-hmm. lubricate the joints, get the blood flowing, all the things. I literally have no idea where I'd be at. Yeah. But I also agree, is it really menopause? Like, that can't be the blanket answer. It's kind of like right. when people have... Um, aches and pains and they can't give them a diagnosis then they just tell them they have fibromyalgia yeah which was recently added to my list of so-called diagnoses i'm not sure i'm buying that either but that was the latest at the because i've been recently doing physical therapy for my neck um and they said well yeah we're kind of leaning towards you might have fibromyalgia too and i was just like whatever I didn't even go there. I'm not even buying into that. I'm not saying it's not a thing. I know it's a thing. Right. But I think it's also a thing that they just give you as an answer. Like you're saying, oh, you're over 45. Oh, it's probably menopause. Is it really menopause? Is it really lack of estrogen? Mm, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced either. I'm not at all. Because for me, I went to the doctor because I was exhausted. Exhausted. Not like I've just had a little baby, which I don't. But I remember being tired when I had a little baby or I, you know, I remember being tired in my life. But this was like I couldn't get through the day conscious. I couldn't get through an entire day without literally needing to go and lay down. And I thought, like, maybe this is carryover from when I had COVID. But something just didn't feel right. And that I keep hearing all of the women around me say, if something doesn't feel right, go to the doctor. Get some lab work done. Find yep. out where your levels are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I made an appointment with my doctor and I was like, listen, this is not normal. This is not okay. I, If nothing's wrong with me, then I'll figure it out. But I need to know that there's nothing wrong with me. Or if there is, what is it? Mm-hmm. So I go to get blood work this week and I did the full panel and I gave her the script. I was like, I want my iron tested. I want my liver tested. I want my cortisol tested. I want everything. I want thyroid. my thyroid. Okay. All of it. So they took like four vials of blood, like so much. And I get the results back. I am borderline low iron, borderline low vitamin D, borderline low vitamin B12. And my thyroid TSH jumped like two points. Like it, I have a graph because I get it tested every year. Jumped. It's like a hockey stick. That's not normal. Nope. 
Where, it's not normal. Where is it at? 3.75. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And the so, level, the threshold is technically four, but everybody well, I know says yes. it's not so four. It used to be five, and then I went to 4.5. Mm-hmm. If I'm over one, I can barely function. Mm-hmm. My That's my thing. Like 0.3 to 0.9, I'm functioning. Mm-hmm. If I'm over 0.9, it, all hell breaks loose. Yeah. No, nothing breaks loose because I can't fucking move. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I've been typically like between one and two for right. 10 years. Interesting. So, you know, like, okay, I have no energy because I have no iron. I have right. no vitamin D. You're lacking I have no everything. vitamin B12. And I, my thyroid is spike. Like, no wonder. No wonder I feel like garbage and can't sleep and don't want to even bother to take a shower. Oh, yeah. Sleeping. That's another thing with age. Oh, my God. If you have not reached 40 yet, just know you're not going to sleep. Yeah, what you're going to start aching. I don't know. Like for me, I go to sleep. No problem. Yep. It's staying asleep. That's a problem. Oh, wake up two, three, four o'clock for no good reason. Not rested and then can't go back to sleep. Yeah. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. When when people tell you, oh, you're, you know, wait till you're 42, blah, blah, blah. They're not kidding. They're not kidding. It gets rough. I know. Here's my confession of the week is I got some disport. We've had an episode where we talked about going to the med spa and getting rid of your 11s with the the Botox disport stuff. So I got that done last Thursday. And Friday I woke up and like my vision was all screwed up. And I was like, what the hell? What the hell? So I go through the day and I'm trying to squint. I can't squint. Because (laughs) because I got Botox in my forehead. So clearly I've been squinting for months to see. So it wasn't that the... No! It didn't do something. It prevented you from squinting, which is how you were focusing. Yes. No wonder. So this actually saved your eyes. Totally. Go get Botox. It'll save your eyes. It'll save your eyes. (laughs) So now I'm wearing readers because now I can see. So now you need an eye appointment too. So now I need an eye appointment. That is funny. Isn't so, that ridiculous? That was like, that, that is, is aging woman in a bottle. <laughs> so that's interesting. So I went to the eye doctor. I'm going to assume I go every year, but I'm assuming it was last year. And she kept saying, which blind can you see without squinting? And I finally said to her, what does squinting do? And she goes, oh, I'm sorry. With your correction, that wouldn't work for me because I can see far, but I can't oh. see near squinting doesn't do a damn thing and I see people do this all the time and I'm like why are they squinting because I've tried it it doesn't help so now you're backing up that really does work somehow you squint and your eyes can focus differently so you can see but I'm sure it's much healthier not only for your eyes but also for your 11s if you stop that squinting and your neck I mean you think about like when you squint and I'm staring at a computer screen most of the day right so you're probably getting closer and closer and closer you know like clenching my neck like a turtle exactly exactly Oh, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> if we have to laugh. If we don't laugh, we're going to cry. I know. I know. So now you're going to need glasses all the time or contacts or whatever. Yeah. Or stronger bifocal contacts. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly your prescription needs to go up. I was really panicked. I thought you were saying like getting yeah. the shots did something to your eyes. <laughs> Not a thing. My eyes are fine. Other than I can't see. <laughs> But you can't squint, so now you can't squint. Okay, here's the other one that um, (laughs) is my cleavage has started getting like 11s. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, 
the holy fuck is this? Like, I got I got so much going on. <laughs> okay, so years ago, one of my clients said, when you put your moisturizer on your face, make sure you bring it down and put it on your chest. Why that stuck out to me, I don't know. But I started doing it. You know, you put your moisturizer right. on, there's always extra. So I just started bringing right. it down my neck on my chest. I see a wrinkle here or there, but... Compared to other people, I think I am less wrinkly in the chest. And how many people do you see that get like a facelift, but then their neck oh, and chest totally gives them away? I know. Like, no, you got to do it all. Yeah. You can't stop right here at the job. Yeah. Or don't do any of it. Um, so yeah, that's <laughs> another thing. That's- hey, it's Harper. And if you've been listening for a while, you know I've been on a mission to trade out more and more of my evening cocktails for non-alcoholic options. It saves on calories, helps my liver enzymes stay in a healthy range, and ensures I get a good night's sleep and don't wake up with a hangover from one little glass of wine. One of my favorite mocktail-making options is Free Spirits, which makes non-alcoholic expressions of the world's greatest spirits, like gin, bourbon, and tequila. Now, I tried a few different alcohol-free spirits, but honestly, I was not impressed. Most of them tasted medicinal, and I didn't get that great back-of-the-throat burn that really tells me I'm drinking something special. But when I tried Free Spirits, the spirit of gin with a splash of tonic and a slice of lime, I was blown away. My favorite summer cocktail tasted exactly like the real thing, only I didn't have to worry about having two, or even three, for happy hour with my husband at the end of a long week. I don't miss a thing when I drink Free Spirits, and I've been raving to everyone I know about this brand. So are you curious? Try Free Spirits with me. Go to drinkfreespirits.com and use discount code HarperHudson, all one word, to get 15% off your purchase. My favorites are the Negroni bundle and the Speakeasy bundle. Go to drinkfreespirits.com and get 15% off with discount code HarperHudson today. Then make sure to follow my Instagram at HarperHasNiceNails, where I feature new recipes with my Free Spirits products. If you're ready to reduce your alcohol intake without sacrificing flavor, make sure to try Free Spirits. But apparently there's some sort of silicon patch that... Oh, no, I've gotten those. Okay. I've gotten them off of Amazon. Yeah. I got them for the 11s. Oh, Because okay. I started using them when I was in denial that I needed to get Botox done. And it helps because mm-hmm. at least with the elevens, like I was scowling in my sleep, yeah. so it makes it that you this like you may still scowl, but the silicone patch kind of holds the skin in place. Okay. And I got the ones that were like just this little triangle that was designed for that area, and you can use them more than once. They actually do work, so they probably have larger ones that yeah. you can put on a bigger surface. Yeah, that's so what now my you need a silicone patch for your elevens that are in your cleavage. Yes, my cleavage elevens. <laughs> I try to tell my daughter, like, like the face thing. Like, when you put your moisturizer on, make sure you pull it down. Yeah. And she just looks at me. And I'm like, trust me, I'm telling you this now. Start doing A, B, C, and X, Y, Z. You will thank me later. Yep. She and I have always like moisturized I have my yeah. face. And usually my neck. But yeah. I didn't go all the way down. No. No. I'm going to. I know. I gotta check. Now we're, just, have- now we're both looking at our boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I have 11s yet. But part of it can also be your anatomy. Like, I have a big gap between in my cleavage. You know, some people's cleavage goes in. Mine tends to go out. If you have more inward cleavage, oh, you're going to create more creases. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mine are just straight. Straight, straight out. Straight out headlights. 
I didn't realize my um, structure until I had my breast reduction and they sent me before and after pictures yeah. like on printed on a piece of paper, which I unfortunately recycled. I thought it was oh, like no. junk mail one time and I'm kind of mad at myself that I got rid of them because what I had before was um, astonishing, I'll say. But when I looked at the before and after pictures, I was like, okay, part of what I disliked, I didn't realize was that I'm just so spread apart. So oh. I don't have like nice looking cleavage, let's say when you have a top, you know, a, a V-neck top on or something like that. Anyways, Interesting. Yes. So. Yeah. And they're all shaped differently. Yes. Everybody's is shaped differently. I, I didn't really get that until I was this age. Either. Yes. Oh, well, you may recall my wedding dress. People kept saying, oh my God, I don't, I don't know how you got all that in there, but you know, kudos to you. I didn't have to do anything. I didn't need, I didn't need tape or anything. Cause that was just how I was yeah. structured. So yeah. I just threw the dress on without a bra and good to go. Yeah. That's really impressive yes. actually. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I didn't, I mean, if I hadn't had a reduction, yeah, no, they'd be down to my knees and yeah. that would have never happened. But yeah. Fortunately, I took care of that 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. So we've got um, creases in our cleavage. Yeah. We have joint oh, pain. Yep. We have <laughs> bifocals. Bifocals. Oh, and my vision. Oh, my God. I, I'm I'm damn near blind. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, at some point, it's got to stop, right? Like, every year, well, we just need a little bit more correction. I'm like, for the love of God, I have, like, Coke bottle glasses. Well, that happened to me when I was in elementary school. And then it stopped, like, once I hit my 20s. So now I'm wondering if this whole bifocal thing is, like, round two, Uh, where my bifocal vision or whatever is messed up. Like, now that's just going to change every year forever. (laughs) And this is not just women, because my lovely husband a couple years ago kept complaining about the small print. And I, like... um, Honey, I, I don't. I don't think it's the small print. I, I, I think it's your eyes. He he was in complete denial. So we're at the store one time, and I'm like, here, let, let's just try these on. So he puts on these little readers, and then I'm like, can you read that? He's like, oh, 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 that's so much better. I'm like, yeah, it's it's not the small print, honey. So I convince him to get the readers. And pretty much anytime he's trying to read anything now, he yeah. pulls them out and he's angry. He's like, I just can't believe I, I have to wear these. I'm like, you made it to 50. Most people don't make it to 50 mm-hmm. without readers. That starts somewhere in their 40s. I've been in glasses so long or contacts that I can't Same. even tell you. But a lot of people, if you've had 20-20 vision, I'm going to say it's early 40s. You start needing readers, maybe mid-late 40s. But he made it to 50 and now he can't do anything. Even when we travel, he has started to bring his readers with him so he's truly joined the old folks stage of i life. know we all get there we do we do and it's such a relief yeah like when, when i put my it. readers on and i could see i was like oh thank god <laughs> i'm not going blind i'm not going blind i haven't blinded myself with my injections in with my injections mm-hmm, mm-hmm. your your forehead looks amazing thank you yes it looks good i think so too yeah but there's got to be good things about aging. There are good things about aging. Like one of the things, and I don't know if this is an aging thing or a wisdom thing or both, but I have finally figured out how to dress my my own body. Like boobs are shaped differently. Bodies are shaped differently. I am just, I, I told my husband the other day, I, was, I don't know if anybody remembers that Hawaiian punch game when we were kids. It's this very like, niche little board game but it had a hawaiian punch guy 
and you got little Play-Doh and you got to make a pineapple out of the Play-Doh. And if you landed on the wrong spot, then the other players got to use the Hawaiian punch guy and squish you. <laughs> and I told my husband, I, was, I feel like the Hawaiian punch guy. I feel like that's what my body is shaped like. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, that's that's what I wanted in my dream woman. Squish Hawaiian punch guy. <laughs> He waited his whole life for this. His whole life. And he, you know, thought that was just the silliest, funniest thing he'd ever heard. But, you know, not all clothes work on me. Right. It's uh, really amazing to me. I started to do some of the clothing boxes, you know, like yeah, the Stitch yeah, Fix, yeah. One of all. How is it that everything they send me fits? But yeah. I go to the store and I try on 25 things and most yeah. of it doesn't fit. And they, the stylists, must understand body shapes mm -hmm. and body types and know what works and what mm -hmm. doesn't. I'm getting better. You would think after all these years I have it figured out. But um, nope, the struggle is real. The struggle is real. Actually, this morning I tried on a dress and I showed it to my daughter and she's like, oh, wow, that looks really nice. It's kind of a formal style. And I said, but what about this? And I'm kind of my little pouch, you know, on my tummy. And she's like, what about it? Women have those. And I'm like, I know, yeah, but I don't like this. And she looks at me, she goes, at what point are you just going to accept your body? Oh, um, well, that was kind of a smack in the face. I go, honestly, I'm very comfortable. It's just in certain, I mean, this is like a form fitting dress. I actually look pretty fucking amazing, except for the little pouch. Like most people would be able, would kill to be able to wear this dress, especially yeah. at my age. But like, okay, you're right. That's just, and she goes, I just think it's anatomy. Cause I've always looked at her. She's built very much likely, but has the flattest stomach you've ever seen in your life. I had this before I ever birthed her. So this has nothing to do with carrying a baby. I've always had this little pooch at the bottom of my stomach. So I have this beautiful four pack, you know, which most people would kill for, but then the pooch. So I guess I just have to accept it. I have to love it. I know. And that tells me I did something right in raising her yeah. that she can say, when are you just going to accept your body for what it is? Exactly. Because I obviously did something right in getting her to accept her body. Amen, sister. Good for you. And and I, I feel like I have this radical body acceptance that, like, I've been three different sizes in my life. I'm either, like, the smaller of the sizes, the middle of the sizes, or the larger of the sizes. And I haven't always wanted to be, you know, on the larger side. But I honestly, it's like, I get naked and I'm like, damn. I look good. I look good. Yeah. Yep. I don't know why, but I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. My husband thinks I look good. I'm happy about it. Yep. Do all the clothes that I want to wear work in this body in particular? No. No. Not really. That's all right. But Buy a new wardrobe. Can I? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's an excuse to go shopping. Which I love to do. Yeah. So, I mean, I think those are some of the good things. I love the wisdom that I've gained. Like, I'm not the idiot that I was in my 20s. God, I, I literally, even if I could go back with the knowledge, I have zero desire Agreed. to go back to any previous age. Yes. I mean, not even a year ago. Like, yes. I think every year it gets better. But if I could go back to, I, I can't even name an age, but with all the wisdom, I mean, it'd be better, but I still wouldn't do it. I agree. So I guess I'll take all the aches and pains and the inability to see. Um, I'm pretty <laughs> sure my hearing's not what it, actually, not even pretty sure. I used to have like eagle hearing. I could be sitting in the front seat and listen to a whole conversation. Isn't it eagle eyesight? Oh. Well, let's see. What is the. I don't know. Is it owl? Especially you hear like an owl, but I don't know what the phrase is. Okay. I don't know either. Uh, your brain goes with age <laughs> Oh my gosh. That also reminds me a couple weeks ago. Now, I have to chalk this up that there had to be a level of stress 
involved in this situation, but I made some mistakes here at work that I have never made in all the years I've done it. And were they life or death? Absolutely not. But just like, that's never happened to me. And I had to take a step back. Like, do I need to think about like, should I stop doing this? But it fell in the same category as other conversations we've had. If you are questioning it, you're really not that far gone. Yeah. So I think I'm still okay. And I saw those people that I made the mistakes on, which was funny. It was all in one or two days. So they come in yesterday and I'm like, we're good today. Like everything's on point. I'm not going to make, make any mistakes. <laughs> but I almost feel like I need to put up a sign that says, if you're, questioning something I'm doing, don't hesitate to ask. Oh, yeah. Because one person did stop me. So she normally wears polish, but she wanted to do pink and white acrylic. And it was, I had prepped it the way I was supposed to, but for some reason when I went to applying, I was too busy talking. Imagine that. And I started to put on just pink acrylic. And by the second nail, she said, were you going to put white on? And I was like, oh my God. And luckily the first nail hadn't set up yet, so I could scrape it all off and like fix it yeah but if she would have waited one more nail it would have been a shit show like i would have had a mess on my hands trying to fix the disaster so uh this is definitely age obviously you add some stress and overworking and whatever to that mix but this wouldn't have happened 10 years ago i guarantee you man so i may need a new disclaimer like just hang it right here on the light (laughs) if you're questioning what i'm doing don't hesitate to ask because of course people don't want to question me like well you're the professional but If you see me doing something stupid, because then another person, I was supposed to be putting polish on her. The polish was sitting right here next to me. And I started to put the clear coat on that you put on if you have pink and white acrylic. I was on the eighth finger. I go, um, do you see what I'm doing? Oh, my (laughs) Which I could have said nothing, but I was like so appalled with myself. I go, do you see what I'm doing? She said, oh, I just thought maybe you were using a base coat. I said, when have I ever used a base coat? She said, well, you haven't. So I love the fact that people don't want to question my professionalism, but um, if I'm about to fuck your shit up, you should probably say something. I know. I know. <laughs> I've been in, in salon, like hair, getting my hair done chairs and been the same way. Like oh, what's going yeah. on right I now? I don't know if this is right, but I don't want to say anything. Please stop cutting. Please stop cutting. <laughs> I, I didn't want a pixie cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these are the lovely things we experience with age. I know. But we're all in this together. We're all in it together. We are. We are. It was very refreshing. We recently had our high school reunion. Um, Jen didn't go, but I did. But it was very refreshing to me that like people looked normal. You know, you know what I mean by that? Like they looked like they were living their life. Okay. And for better or for worse, there's parts of our lives that it's just, it's not feasible to live in a gym. Mm -hmm. You know, like we've got stuff to do and you don't have time to be in a perfect body all the time. Do we have time to eat as healthy as possible and stay as active as possible? Yes. Is that going to result in the body we had in our high school years? No. <laughs> Actually, I'm not going to lie. I might be in better shape now than I was in high school. Yeah, because that's true. I, it's weird. I played sports. Like I was athletic, but I was very punchy and I've done so much weight training, you know, and things that change your body composition. My weight is actually the same. 
but my body but composition has changed sure. completely based on my mm-hmm. food choices and weight training and whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm actually in better shape now. Now I have, you know, looser skin and more wrinkles and all that. But if you look at overall body type, I'm in better shape now than I was in high school. That's awesome. Yeah, and I, I never thought about it until you just. <laughs> well, I'm just glad we're having that. this conversation. Yeah, and I, I don't know that too many people can say that. Yeah, I think that's yeah an odd. I have some additional muscle definition that I definitely did not have in high school or my twenties, in my arms especially. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I'm in about the same shape, not completely. Which is better than being out of shape. <laughs> I mean, I'd be in. The, I, I am. For sure, the same weight I was when I got married the first time. I don't know too many people that can say that. That's true. That's true. So, you know, things change and they shift and they fall. (laughs) It ain't going north. It's all going south. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, things aren't where they used to be per se. Right. But it's not all gone to hell. No, not at all. It takes some work. compared to, you know, like our mother's generation... Oh gosh, yeah. we're sexy as fuck. Yeah, no, they they could have never, they could not. Mm, nope. It, that, that's why they're wearing moo-moos. <laughs> they should not have been allowed in lingerie after I don't know twenty five. Probably. You're right. They're very inactive. I remember, well, and it just I didn't have the sense of my mom as like I'm a grown sexy woman, True. and and like. I was her kid, so right. that's not really the way you want to portray to your kid necessarily. <laughs> right, right, right. But it wasn't like something that she wanted to be. Yeah. I recall a time um, in my first marriage when I was miserable and I was obese. And I remember thinking like, okay, well, it's just time, you know, to get the mom jeans. Oh. And I almost <gasps> succumbed to that. Like, well, I guess this is just, just that acceptance. Yeah, because that's. I was looking like my mom did. Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay, I guess this is, you know, I just need to accept it. And this is the age and this is the time. Praise God. I didn't really fall into that trap and somehow turned around and, you know, got active and got my act together. Yeah. So that I didn't buy your sanity. Exactly. (laughs) So I'm not wearing mom jeans, you know, with the elastic waist, God forbid. Um, No, not doing it. So these are all the things we got to stay active. I, know. I mean, things are like you said, they're heading south, but we can try to hold them off for as long as possible. And for me, it really is like I want to be present. I want to be present for my whole life. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to, you know, even if I can't get up and do all the things that I did when I was younger, at least, you know, not be stuck and not be limited to I can't do anything and be able to still be able to have a fun conversation and you know just that to me is what aging well looks like and being able to live into that is definitely definitely my goal I think that's why I also went to my doctor and said like we got to figure this out because if whatever I'm my body is telling me needs to change if that's lifestyle changes like okay I'm gonna make them because this Mm -hmm. you know I don't need these numbers in this way I want to go by the data and say What do my numbers need to say? What do I want them to say and how do I get them there? Why do you think, and I hope this is not off topic, but why do you think with age, these things deplete? That is a great question and I am not a doctor. Although I play one often in my household. (laughs) I'm our resident internal medicine. Um, I think it's 
this is something we need to explore. It, because- it, it definitely is because there's like when you get into your regular lifestyle, like we have our houses and our jobs and I think you get into habits and any habit is going to have consequences. All habits have consequences. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, it's, we don't eat a lot of meat. We've stopped eating most, you know, red meat or pork. Okay. And we don't eat a lot of chicken. We're sort of like 70% veggie. So that's kind of why my iron and B12 are low because, mm-hmm. and we do that as, as an environmental choice for the most part. Um, because of all the science around how much farming of animals contributes to, you know, the climate and all of that, but also just kind of from an animal cruelty perspective, you know, those are, those are the choices that we've made. And so my doctor is also my husband's doctor. We both got this low iron test in within two weeks of each other. And she was like, okay, so you guys don't eat meat, but you do still need to find some foods that contain iron. Um, and that to me told me, okay, that's not just like a, you know, random happenstance. (laughs) It's it's both of us and we eat the same stuff and I cook really healthy. Like we eat tons of vegetables. I, I cook at home all the time. Welcome back. We are starting part two of salon confessions, talking about aging and what has surprised us most about aging. And, uh, I think it's lifestyle stuff. And how that over time really impacts for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. I, I think the best thing that comes out of aging, and sorry if you're hearing the piling, I am doing her nails right now. <laughs> um, the best thing that has come out of aging is I just don't give a fuck. Yeah. I, I've developed an, an easy to I don't give a fuck attitude. Yeah. And not in a bad way, not in a negative way. In a healthy way. In a healthy way. In that I don't let things that used to give me anxiety or really upset me I, I, with age. You just don't let those things get to you. Well, do you think we're passing that on to our kids? as Absolutely. Well? Cause they're already, they're already there. That's true. I mean, that's true. Even in high school, I think they're already there. Yeah. So, you know, some of that's different generational stuff, but there's so much good that comes, I think with age. I mean, yeah, yeah you got to embrace the sag. You got to embrace, <laughs> embrace the lines. Um, you know, you look in the mirror and you might see your mom, you know, it happens. It happens. But so many good things come. I think friendships yeah. become much more genuine with yeah. age. I think, um, at least for me, it becomes more about quality of people in my life than it is about quantity. Whereas I think in younger years, it's, you know, how many friends do I have and how many people are calling me? And and then as you get older, you could care less about any of that. It's about the quality of the people you right. surround yourself with. So, so many awesome things. And, and, and just, we draw those boundaries. We Marie Kondo, the people that that's right. <laughs> don't bring joy to our life. <laughs> you do not bring joy. You do not bring joy. Yeah. And I continue to remove people who do not bring joy, but it's not a negative to me. I mean, it, it, right. on the outside looking in, like other people probably look at me like, damn, she just is ruthless. And I, but apologize. you are so the opposite of ruthless. But and if it looks like that, that's because I have put up with a whole lot of shit before I got to the point of, nope, not doing that anymore. Yeah. Gotta go. You do not but, bring me joy. But also like, even though, 
things may come to a head, mm-hmm. you're just not a mean person. No. Like you're just not. You try well, so hard. And the time when I said, I think it was on an episode, maybe it was just a conversation when I said, I'm just going to be a bitch. Yeah. It's not that I'm going to be a bitch. It's that I feel exactly. like a bitch exactly. when I'm never a bitch. You're not. I'm, I'm just a... So I will rude. tell it like it is, but I'm not rude. I'm not cold And you try really hard to care for people, even if they're being horrible. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. But I, I just think you just tolerate less in a good way. Yep. Um, set boundaries, like you said. Yep. So yep. ask for what, what we need. Yeah. Learning then, how to do that was really hard. Yeah. I don't know if that was hard for you. That was really hard for me. Oh, I'm still working on it. Uh, for sure. Yeah. No, that's that's an for area sure I um, I struggle mm-hmm. with asking for what I need. I'm very quick to try to give everyone else what they need. Not so good about asking for what I need. Mm-hmm. And what do you think our 70-year-old selves will say? Do you think they'll be like, oh, yeah, no, I totally asked for what I need now. <laughs> I, is it going to be ask or is it just going to be demand at that point? I, know. I don't know. I, I feel know. like I, I, I could, oof, yeah, mm, look out. <laughs> it, it could be I dicey. Wonder. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Like, Do you know those cartoons? You know, the old late, like Maxine. The, yeah, Maxine. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. It. I'm kind of feeling like we might see some Maxine in our future, yeah. but all in a good way. All in a good way. Yeah, all, all in, in a good way. Yeah, all in humor and hopefully I, not a moo moo. Kind of. I mean, maybe they're magical somehow. Maybe we, we're missing the magic of the moo moo. <laughs> hmm. I'm going to say my husband would beg to differ on that I know. One. Mine yeah. would just be like, no. 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 Naked would be better yeah, than a moo moo. For sure. For them. Yeah. So, yeah, we're not doing that. We're going to stay active and fit. We're still going to be wearing leggings. Absolutely. And tank tops, not moo moos. Nope. Can't do it. Yeah. I mean, maybe if it was like. Uh, lace, you know, all lace. A lace <laughs> Yeah, a lingerie A lingerie That's yes. a whole different scenario. Hey, this could be a business venture. We should talk. Okay. <laughs> you entrepreneurs in my life, everything is a business venture. Hey. Everything is a business idea. Yep, yep, yep. I'm, that's hilarious. So I will say the other thing that I have appreciated about aging, and this really truly surprised me, is my mom and I had just we weren't close and that happens to a lot of mothers and daughters where you're not close and I don't know that my mom and I have the relationship that you know we don't have like that Instagram mom daughter relationship kind of she's not my confidant right but I will say that finally 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 nearing 50 I can understand why she made the choices she made even though some of them were hurtful, even though some of them, I wish she had made a different choice, even though I think she regrets some of the choices that she made. I, I get it. I, I truly sincerely empathize with what she was trying to live through raising our family and trying to keep everything together. And I have a different kind of respect for her now. And I wish that hadn't taken me so long um, because I, I, like I keep calling my mom now and saying like, okay, well I'm going to go do this. Do you want to go with me? And she loves it. And she thinks it's adorable and she's so happy and she brags about it to all her friends. And I think it's adorable. That's cool. And so, you know, she's not the first person I call if I have a big, you know, cry fest, but I will share more with her now than I ever have before. And she's approaching 80 and I just feel a lot of peace about that. And I'm very grateful. That's awesome. Yeah. And I didn't think that I ever would. 
Hmm. Right. And I think that's part of the magic of growth and change is we can all grow. I think my mom has grown. I think I have. And, you know, we've both found a way to come back to a relationship that we've never had. (laughs) That's cool. Better late than never. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I feel like relationships that you forge in adulthood, whether it's a relative or not, um, can have much uh, deeper roots. Yeah. You know, some people think like, oh, it's longevity. No, it's definitely nope. not. And I think that's amazing that you've been able to forge that relationship with your mom of all people. I know. Who, you know, you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. So I know. That's pretty freaking awesome. <laughs> I think we should close on that note. I love that. That's yeah. a that's a good way to close. Well thank you for this conversation. It has been quite cathartic for me. I will just tell you, I think I really needed to vent about this crazy things I've been going through. So the chest you. 11s. Yeah. Chest mm-hmm. 11s. What the <laughs> hell? All right. So if you've got solutions to the chest 11s yeah. or uh, any other hot tips for sexy women aging with aching, aching joints, joints. and yeah, <laughs> everything's falling apart. Can't see. Can't see. Here we are. And make stronger readers. Yes. Tell us what you need to vent about. Salon Confessions Podcast at gmail.com. Salon Confessions Podcast on the socials. Um, vent with us. Empathize with us. We will empathize with you right back. And uh, we'll all get through it together. And if this episode struck a chord with you or you think someone can relate, please share it with them. Send them a direct link. So that they don't have to go tooling around trying to figure out which episode you're talking about. I mean, obviously, we want them to listen to all of them. But, you know, at least start <laughs> with this one. They'll love it. And then they'll listen to more. Nailed it. As always, Confessionista, we want to hear your confessions about aging. Email us at salonconfessionspodcast at gmail.com. Or find us on the socials at Salon Confessions Podcast. Salon Confessions Podcast is recorded live in Jen Lawrence's nail studio while she's giving a manicure and produced and edited by me, Harper Hudson. You can connect with us on Instagram at Jen Takes Confessions and Harper Has Nice Nails. Please like and subscribe to Salon Confessions Podcast wherever you listen. Remember, your engagement makes this podcast possible. However old you are, however old you feel, we're in it together, and we believe in you. Thanks for believing in us. See you next time.